Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership and much more Live on Sky Sports Well then, the news everybody really expected Erling Haaland to Man City confirmed uh, Man City closing in on a fourth Premier League title in five seasons They have triggered the release cause of 60 million euro Haaland will earn 350k per week sterling before bonuses and he officially joins in July the same month he turns 22 years of age Sam Lee covers Manchester City for the Athletic hi Sam hello yeah where did it all go wrong for Manchester City eh? <laughs> and Erling Haaland you're going to be some, you're going to be seeing yeah. some goals next season so uh, a penny for Harry yeah. Kane's thoughts this evening yeah um he won't be very happy, will he? But I don't know. I suppose you turn that inwards, or at least inside the family, and he never got that release clause put in his in his contract. You know, Grealish had one. That's why he's at City. Kane didn't have one, and that's why he's not. And yeah, if Kane wants to go anywhere now, it's most likely not going to be to a club that's going to offer him anywhere near what what City could. So yeah, I can't imagine he's too happy about it. But he's known for a long time that they won't come in back. Haaland is a phenomenon, and uh, you suspect in part, maybe largely in part uh, due to his father, Alf Ing, he has uh, really had a career carefully mapped out somewhere from, uh, I don't know, whenever he turned from a promising teenager into phenomenon. And we saw him go to Salzburg and then in January of 2020, when he could have gone to bigger clubs, he chose Dortmund, did his two and a half seasons there, uh, further apprenticeship. 88 appearances, 85 goals, and this whole thing has been managed beautifully, you would have to say, thus far. He had options, and lots of them. Why do you think he picked City? Um, well, um, I think Guardiola, a big reason, during the talks. I think Guardiola would be a big reason anyway. Um, you look at what they've won over the last few years. I don't, you know, Barcelona, for example, I don't think Barcelona were in the picture. But kind of up and down. Um, Real Madrid going very well at the minute. You know, they've won the league and they're there as well. They were the main competition. Um, I don't know. I just think City, they're, they're a, it's a great footballing project. You get paid a lot of money. Um, probably not as much as you could get at United, actually, um, in terms of the wages. Um, it, I think they've got a lot of players on a lot of money whereas maybe United have got a bit more of a mix but they've got some players on like staggering money that's probably being wasted at United um, so yeah the sporting project there I think with Real Madrid you know City knew that he would like to go to Real Madrid at some point maybe even now I think you know there's a bit of a sliding doors moment there with them wanting to get Mbappe and um, Benzema's got another year left on his contract so there's part of it is um, you know the Madrid door was partially closed, but at the same time, uh, by all accounts, very you know very keen to move to City. You know you wouldn't. He's either going kicking and screaming, and yeah, for Guardiola, the kind of the promise of trophies, the promise as well of playing good football. I mean, there's a lot of clubs you can go to and it not work out. Um, I mean, look, I'm sure he'd back himself. I'm sure any player would back himself, especially going to Real Madrid. Mm. That um, the um, the you, you, you'll fit in and you'll score loads of goals and you'll thrive, but. Not always the case. I know at Man City, there's there's a couple of examples maybe where it hasn't worked out as well as expected or as well as hoped. But they're normally the exceptions that prove the rule. The, you know, the vast majority have gone there, and they've thrived under Guardiola. And you know, I'm sure that was a big pull as well. Yeah. Uh, if Kane had joined City last summer, another sliding doors moment. Then one presumes they wouldn't have been in for Haaland this summer. Maybe they would have, but I, I, I no, doubt no, you're no. going to cast Kane no, aside would... after a season so this uh, this no, has been a sliding it. doors moment 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really was. You know, I've seen a, a few City fans because last season, last summer, sorry, when City were trying to sign Kane, there was a lot of City fans who weren't entirely happy about it. You know, they'd rather say, "What well, would rather wait a year and get Haaland or get Haaland instead or whatever." Um, and in the last few days, once it's become apparent that this is going to happen, you know, I've seen City fans posting pictures of uh, Harry Kane's brother. You know, the agent sat in his office you know, with the with the pictures behind him. You know, he was kind of lampooned last year for not having that release clause in. Yeah. People saying, thank you, Daniel Levy, this kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned Kane at the start. Penny, for his thoughts, City fans are, are happy, for sure, um, that they've got Haaland. Uh, I think Kane would have been great. I think Kane would have been a better fit initially. But mm. obviously, with Haaland, you probably get you get more years. I think, I, I think Haaland's more exciting. Or maybe it's because of the foreign import. Maybe it's just because his numbers are so staggering. Uh, he's so, such a striking physical specimen as well. I guess you've got the City link with his dad as well. Um, but yeah, definitely a sliding doors moment there. But City have had a lot of that. You know, you could field a, you could put a great eleven together of players that City very nearly signed but didn't quite come off. Mm. It would be a, you know, it would ironically be a kind of Champions League winning eleven. And through your contacts at the club, Sam, was the sense at City that they were going to land Haaland from some way out? Somebody reminded me earlier on a on a direct message on Twitter. He said, "You, you told me on September the twenty fifth that it was likely to happen." And I looked back and I was like, I "Don't remember that." Um, but there was a bit of there was a bit of talk earlier in well earlier in the season, yeah, the end of September. So not long after the Kane thing fell through, that Haaland was the one. And I remember speaking to somebody who, who knew his dad, and he'd be quite keen on that. But I also know that at the end of this year and at the start of January, start of January. City, through their talks, were like, right, this is actually going to be a problem because he wants to go to Real Madrid. So what we're going to do is do everything we can to convince him to to come to us. And obviously, that's what's happened. So in terms of that confidence, I think it, it really grew throughout April, maybe before, because I think they had good talks at the start of February. Um, right. That gave them some confidence. But then it kind of went quiet for a bit. Um, and then I, there were reports at the end of March, weren't there? But it was really, there was more talks at the start of April that really nailed it down and then it kind of progressed and progressed and progressed to the to the point where you know the the news of this is all coming out is is no surprise to a lot of uh, journalists i suppose and okay. maybe a lot of fans as well and did you say guardiola was pretty heavily involved in the talks no i wouldn't i wouldn't have said heavily involved him not personally I, he has spoken to him which i think is as far from the course you know on the phone i don't think it, managers are legally allowed to meet players so he doesn't um but you're allowed to talk on the phone I think yeah, apparently so. That's a hell of a rule. Yeah, um, something I saw saw yesterday anyway, kind of at work. So yeah, seemingly. Um, okay. Maybe don't take my word for that. But you know, in football, crazy things do happen, and the rules are stupid. So maybe. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's more he's big in the sense that you know, City say come to us and you can play with Pep Guardiola for, for longer. So yeah, obviously Guardiola's contract runs out next season. So the expectation, therefore, is he'll sign a new contract, and that was part of you know this come to Man City, we can guarantee you trophies, we can point close to guarantee you trophies, close to guarantee you play great football, being a great team. Um, and you know, you'll play with Guardiola. So yeah, the reasonable expectation there from those talks is that, you know, Guardiola will extend his contract as well. But personally involved, no, it was more of a cheeky Begiristein, the sporting director, who took a real lead role in it in convincing him. And Omar Barada as well, the chief football operations officer, they they go everywhere together and, you know, they were disappearing out of the office for four or five days at a time at a couple of points and everyone was like, what are they up to? So it, they were putting in the hard yards on it. Uh, slightly long-winded uh, question here, but just to uh, almost 
throw some points I was reading about Haaland to you and to the listener as well. Uh, reading various pieces which have gone to Norway and spoken to former coaches, it does seem... Yeah, I've, as, gone, I've gone as well. You've, done, you've done that one as well. Okay. Tomorrow, yeah. okay, well yeah, then apologies, yeah. you'll have heard all this firsthand. So it does seem as if uh, Haaland was a freakish talent from a young age but wasn't massive in stature and yeah. uh, scored a lot of his goals through very clever movement. It seems between the ages of 14 and a half and 16 and a half he grew 25 centimetres and yeah. had been playing with boys older than him from a very young age. So, uh, you know, counterintuitive to the machine that we see now, this was not a young player who relied on his brute strength and that came later. No. So he is an alliance of the uh, brute strength and the movement and the smarts and, and the stealth was a phrase I saw one of the coaches use. And watching all of his goals, which is easily done on YouTube, there are the eye-catching ones where he, you know, swats off a few uh, defenders as if they are under 15s and he's a senior footballer. But really, the vast majority of his goals are tap-ins from Arches between finishes, the posts yeah. and they're often pullbacks from end line. Very Man City type, you know. I, I think yeah. he's going to do okay here. They have potentially just signed someone who is going to score what will feel like countless forgettable easy goals. Yeah, um, just just tappings all over the place. Maybe City can put in a few more higher crosses from further out, a few more headers. But yeah, just just absolute poacher. Like you say, um, the, I spoke to two of his coaches and one of his former teammates. Um, and in terms of, you say, you, you can see his goals now, the compilations, they were all saying stuff like, yeah, we've, we've seen this already. You know, we've seen this in training. He was doing this all the time. Mm. And I suppose the best way from his, because they all said the same thing about, yeah, so he was playing in a year an age group up, but obviously he was quite small and skinny. He was quite tall, but, but skinny. There's loads of pictures of him at the stadium and you um, you can really see. In, in my article tomorrow, you'll see the kind of pictures that are on the wall if you can read that. Um, and it, you can tell it's him, but also if you didn't know, you'd be kind of like, he's familiar, this guy. I can't quite put my finger on it. Mm. But they say he played against guys who went on to play for like Norway's under 18s. You know, they're centre-backs. So they were big, strong guys and he wasn't. And they were older. So everyone says he had to use that yeah, the, the stealth, you know, he was always in the right position to score goals. He seemed to have that kind of naturally, but he had to be quick and he had to think fast to get between them. Um, but as his former teammate said to me, you know, he could get through on goal every time, despite the fact he didn't have this physical advantage, but now he's got this massive physical advantage over everyone. Mm. He gets through, he gets through on goal more than every time. You know, it's just this, you know, even if he'd never have had that growth spurt, he'd probably still be a top goal scorer. Yeah. Um, like in the way that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was just as another Norwegian obviously he worked with him at Molde you know he was never massive but he had those smarts inside the box well, but obviously Haaland is now massive as well like Lukaku kind of. it's really interesting you mentioned Solskjaer he crossed my mind oddly watching Haaland in action in that one of the points often made about Solskjaer was he would turn and get a shot on goal first time often you know swivel on a six pins type turn but always hit the target Haaland seems to have that ability as well just to find the target and make these finishes look uh, very simple in a kind of Solskjaer way. I don't know why he popped into my head as well this afternoon, uh, but he did. And to be fair, he's not lightning quick, but generally if he's played in behind a defence, he has enough to keep them at bay. Yeah, um, they said his dad, his dad wasn't the, I don't remember, I'm not old enough to remember it, um, Alfie Harlan in, in and out, but they said he wasn't the, the fastest acceleration, but once he was moving, he was, he was quick enough. But I think Erling, yeah, I think, you know, he's certainly fast enough. Maybe not Mbappe, but for somebody that size, 
you you do a lot of damage with mm. the, the pace he's got considering he's nearly two meters tall um and very very strong so yeah certainly yeah like you say keep keep defenders at bay no problem at all about that and with the movements and yeah the movements and the smarts it, it really is a a formidable goal machine really uh, anyone around city have any concerns he's a flat track bundesliga bully or does his champions league record put any worries like that to bed um I mean, I wouldn't have, you wouldn't have thought so, otherwise they wouldn't have gone to such lengths to convince him. Um, you know, I think people at the club were more convinced that he was a better fit than Kane, whereas I think Guardiola thought, OK, would quite like to work with Kane. Mm. Um, but, I mean, if you look, look at his stats, I pulled up the, you know, the opt a big chance conversion, but I asked for penalties to be excluded. Right. And since he joined Dortmund, you know, nobody in, in Europe has, has got a better chance, convert, big chance conversion than Haaland has without penalties. And, you know, it's kind of miles above everyone else. You know, that's Ronaldo over the last five years. It's Lewandowski over the last five years. It's, it's everyone. Um, there's a marked difference, you know, in Salah Mane. Uh, obviously, at City, there's an even a bigger gap to those guys. So, I mean, Bundesliga or not, yeah. to score that many, it's just like if he, doesn't, if he doesn't succeed in England, I can't imagine it's because if he's had it easy up until now. It'll be, it'll be whatever else, um, you know, but with, I think with numbers like that, it's it's no fluke, especially like you say, having been to Norway and seen and heard how he's done it all the way through, and he never relied, he never had to rely on his strength because in youth football you can rely on your strength, and then everyone catches you up, and you've lost your advantage. But he's gone the other way. Mm. Football on off the ball with Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership, and much more live on Sky Sports. Results aren't going your way. It's easy to kind of like get on each other. A difference in our style, but it wasn't a difference as to who we are or what our identity as a team. Keep up to date with the latest WSL action and the biggest interviews. Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream on the OTB Sports app now. Football on Off the Ball with Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership, and much more live on Sky Sports. It's just frightening for the entire league. It really, like, it's absolutely frightening as City close in on a fourth Premier League title in five years. Uh, what did their Champions League exit tell you, us or tell you about this Man City team that you're covering and watching every week? I don't think a lot. I don't think a lot. You know, being in Madrid, you, you kind of feel it, you know. The, I know when there's a big, shocking, disappointing result like City's was, you know, the temptation in the media is to be like, right, what's the big shocking reason for it? Who's to blame? Who's messed up here? You know, what's the underpinning reason for this? I don't know. We've seen the stats about Guardiola's teams con- conceding goals in bunches and stuff. And, you know, when you see the see them written down in black and white like that, you'd have to say there's some kind of path. But in terms of what, what that defeat told me about this City team, you know, they, they missed chances. Um, you know, in the first leg, they weren't defensively poor. They were just punished by Real Madrid. And then the second leg did enough to control the game, but didn't kill it off. Um, and then, you know, Madrid's magic took over, really. There's some, you know, some things like that, they become self-fulfilling prophecies. And I'm, I don't think that's just a, a City thing. You know, I don't think City bottled it. I don't think they lack leaders. Mm. Um, you know, they could have handled the, the 50-odd seconds in, or 80-odd seconds in between the goals better. Um, and it's true that by extra time, I thought they were done completely. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's how they looked. You know, they, they, they settled themselves quite well, even in extra time. They brought in injury time, sorry. They brought the ball down and took it forward. But they, they you know, they lacked the edge. They, they, they'd gone, really. But, you know, it, 
it, that's Real Madrid. So what have I learned about them? Nothing. Nothing new. Mm. It was reinforced that you know they can miss chances. Um, you know, Cancelo can switch off with the ball goes in behind him, particularly when he plays right back. Um, you know, but it's not not too much. It's, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to say I, I don't think it's a cop out journalistically, but. Yeah. These things happen in football and Real Madrid can do that to anyone. Patrice Everett disagrees with you. Yeah, but he's talking absolute rubbish. I didn't want to swear that. Um, <laughs> here's absolute what, rubbish. Here's what Everett has to say then. So, Manchester City need leaders, but Guardiola doesn't want leaders. This is straight out of the Zlatan textbook here, by the way. Yeah, so, and that was rubbish. Uh, Manchester City need leaders. Guardiola doesn't want leaders. He doesn't want personality. He's the leader and they don't have anyone on the pitch to help them then. He chooses okay. his teams like that. He can't train people with personality. He did it at Barcelona, but he builds his teams to control everyone. And then when things go wrong, he always decides. So Guardiola is this okay. over. So he did it. So he did it at Barca. So he did do it at Barca. And yeah. And how and how many strong characters from the German national team that won the World Cup did he have in Munich? Seven or eight. Ian Robin, Frank Ribery, Chabi Alonso. A bit later on. Yeah. Um, Didn't win a Champions League with them though. Yeah, but that's not because of not having strong characters then, is it? No, in that instance, you would have Does to any say team by, win the, by his own it's admission. It's not because he didn't have strong characters. By his own admission yeah. in the Pep If anything, they were too strong in the first season because he gave in to them yeah. and said, we'll play your way. Okay. So, But in the no. Pep Confidential book, he holds his hands up and said it was his own tactical failing against Ancelotti. So he... Yeah, well, yeah, but we're not talking about door. tactical players. No, now. I know, we're yeah, but, about but, characters. but but if we're talking Guardiola on the whole here, there is there is something off in the Champions League. We can, yeah, like yeah. We, we you know we, maybe uh, with Madrid, you can I I I do accept your point really because it was just you know it was, it was one of those mad evenings and one of those crazy ties. But when it's across a body of work and you keep getting the same result, I think it is interesting to explore. Is something off here? Mm. Yeah, it's tempting. Um, you you would have thought with the the teams at his disposal would have got there, um, you know, particularly because you know Bayern Munich hadn't won the Champions League for what twenty odd years before they did, but then obviously they've been to the final the year before that they won it, and then he came. So you think there's an opportunity to build on that, um, yeah, but, uh, for sure. I mean, in terms of uh, just to finish off that mm. leaders thing, mm. just nonsense, absolute nonsense. I actually asked him about it. Um, today and he basically said the same thing you know I had a few I had a few guys that you know won World Cups and stuff you know it's just it's just not true and obviously that's to say nothing to City <laughs> you know, you know if, if they do win the four of the last five Premier League titles nobody had defended the Premier League title no, it's for true. 10 years it's true um, it's just it's nonsense it's nonsense um, in terms of I mean Guardiola was hardly something wrong there Guardiola was hardly going to say yeah you got me you know <laughs> like no, what, of course, what else but, was he going to say well to be fair some people have asked him before You own, uh, is it true you only win titles because Trophies because you've got the best players in the world. He says yes. Yeah, he says it all the time. He goes out of his way to say it. Yeah, um, it's nonsense. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, who's the who's Alex, the, Ver- Alex Ferguson? One of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Ten years between finals, and then lost a couple to to Pep. Um, you know, would should we have? You know, should we expect Ferguson to have more than two Champions League trophies? Maybe. Hmm. Um, you, um, Mourinho no, look the thing is it's almost like oh, well, Mourinho is a busted flush now so so it doesn't count but it's like okay why is he a busted flush Guardiola's not <laughs> he's still there at the top hmm. Mourinho is a fantastic coach or was a fantastic coach had at one point the most expensive football team of all time in Real Madrid didn't win it with them with Real Madrid it's Real Madrid um, yeah there's 
when when you look at a body of work you say maybe maybe there is something wrong here but I just yeah okay should they have won it last season against Chelsea in the final they were the better team for sure they turned up they were horrible they were horrible Guardiola made some weird decisions I get that you know there'll be times when they've gone out of the Champions League because of his decisions there'll be times when they've gone out because of bad luck there'll be times they've gone out because of players decisions but is that not football it is to an extent I mean I guess in Ferguson's case to be fair a lot of the 90s was building up towards Champions League and then well, he was Man City, really. to, to a point yeah he was unfortunate in that you come up against the greatest Barcelona team of all time which did have a Pep Guardiola uh, connection I, I grant you I'm, I'm, I'm sort of playing well, devil's he made them the advocate the yeah a touch, devil's advocate a touch as well but on the leader's point who is the leader in this Man City team when things well, are falling down around them well, Fernandinho, and they brought him on for the last five minutes, and people say he shouldn't have brought Fernandinho on. Now, I'm not sure, you know, did, it, did Fernandinho's substitution coming on for Mahrez invite the trouble, or did it anticipate it? I don't know. I haven't got the answer for you. Mm. I think I think it's sensible that Real Madrid, you know Real Madrid are going to attack. They're going to put balls in the box. So you put on a guy who can deal with that. It seems sensible to me. But maybe if they'd have kept it as it was, with Mahrez's threat on the break, Madrid wouldn't have come forward. I, yeah. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, who's the leader? So Fernandinho, you would say Diaz. But obviously, Diaz didn't have a good game yeah. and gave away the penalty, in fact. Yeah. Um, in terms of, like, Edison kicking the ball away too quickly after the goal, which Guardiola said was, you know, maybe that wasn't a great reaction. You know, they took the kickoff, went back to Edison. He was booted it straight away. Why have you given them possession back straight away? Yeah. But we know Edison is completely nervous. But we know. Like, that clearance, well, not clearance off the line, but when he miscontrolled the ball against Liverpool and just in the Premier League the other, the other week, just waited till it was on the line, passed it away. We know the guy's got no nerve. So if he was caught up in this, is is that just is is he a bottler or is this just like incredible pressure in Real Madrid or just a one-off mistake? Yeah. Um, you know, De Bruyne. De Bruyne is a big character. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that these guys have won um, as many World Cups and Champions Leagues as the guys that we've mentioned previously or that you can imagine previously. Um, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's why City haven't been able to do it. Yeah. But again, if you're gonna if you're gonna mention the nineties was United building, City have had to build. In this this year and last season was their second and third ever time in the semi-finals. That's building. Mm. You know, I know they've got loads of money, and I know they've got loads of great players, and I know they've got Guardiola who is amazing. And whether you want to say he is amazing or he's supposed to be amazing, I get, I get it. But you've got to build, and they got to the final, and it seemed like they got to the final, and they were. You know, they didn't. They they it, they seemed overawed by it. But again, that's not if you're building the team. That's normal. You mm-hmm. know, maybe you say, "Oh, money, money can't buy you experience." Then, or money can't buy you cool heads. Okay, it can't. It can't. Yeah. But you know, they they are building, and you know, we're we're not for the magic of, of Real Madrid. I would like to think you know they'll be in the second final in two years. So, you know, it goes back to what I was saying before. Not really learned much new. You know, they they they're not bad. They're not bad. No, they're not bad, that's for sure. Uh, next season's going to be interesting, that's for sure. So, Haaland will be there and uh, we'll be talking to you, I'm sure, across the season as he uh, blasts in goal after goal. Uh, Sam Lee of The Athletic, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks very much. Pleasure as always. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership and much more live on Sky Sports.